Hi, this is Jeremiah, the producer of Shedding Shackles. Today's program is about overcoming the ego life. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. My name is Roland. The program is called Shedding Shackles. Listen to this beautiful verse from John chapter 1. From him there came into being a perfect life, and this perfect life became light unto all men. And this light out of darkness caused light, and darkness did not overcome. From him there came into being a perfect life. That's a most beautiful phrase, a perfect life. There is a perfect life. The perfect life is from God. In the Greek language, there are three words for life. One is bios, which means the physical life, the animal life. You know, the life of creature comforts and eating and drinking and sleeping and that sort of thing. And then there is sushi. Sushi is the psychological life, the life of excitement, the life of dreaming and goal-setting, and the life of reacting to things on the outside, and like that. And then there is zoe. Zoe is the life from God, God's life in us. Now do you understand why in the Bible it says we have to be reborn? We have to be reborn with a, a new life, a life from God. Now, let's talk about that today. It's actually a popular topic. I have some YouTube videos on the subject of Suche, Zoe, and Bios. And I had a blog post, I think, and it seems to be perennially something that people Google search. And I think it's because people sense that there's something important there for them to understand. And there is. And so what you need to see is that there is a life from God, and that life is eternal life. Eternal life is from God. It's God's life. God's approval, God's love dwelling within. It's God's life dwelling within. God gives life. See, God gives life to all creatures, doesn't he? He gives a sort of life to plants and a sort of life to animals. They have their own sort of life, don't they? Well, he gives life to humans. And he gives us, of course something of animal life. That's what we're born with. We're born with animal life. And then we have, we have a soul. We have a, a psychic component. You could call that the ego life. Maybe that's a better way of putting it. So let me repeat everything again, because this is very, very important. There's bios, which is the biological life. There's suche, which is the ego life. And then there is Zoe, a life from God. Now, we're born with Bios and 
Suche, okay? We're born with the animal life and the ego life. And so we grow and we become big egos. That's our inheritance. That's what is bequeathed to us through our parents, the ego life, the biological life and the ego life. But then we must find Zoe, the life from God. We must come full circle, back to the beginning, back to God. There's a saying of Jesus in the Gospel of Thomas. The disciples came to Jesus and they said, tell us what will our end be? Jesus said, since you have the beginning, why do you seek the end? For where the beginning is, there will the end be. Blessed is he who stands at the beginning. He will know the end and will not taste death. When you find the life from God, you find God. And you're standing at the beginning of a whole new life. It goes on and on forever. A life of discovery and of peace and of joy. Did you know that I have over 900 video YouTube lectures? My most popular YouTube lecture is Never Complain, Never Explain. So check it out at youtube.com or sheddingshackles.com. I'm a man with a microphone, so I, people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. All that would do is cramp my style and Besides, I want to set you free. I want to set you free. Not tie you down with more church, more doctrines, more this, more obligations, more this, and more labels. People say, I'm a this, or I'm a that, or I'm a that, or I'm a this. All it does is divide you up from the commonality, the brotherhood and sisterhood of humankind. That's all it does. I don't need any labels. I'm just a person. And I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say, strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. Jesus said a very profound thing when he said, He who stands at the beginning. See, when you find God, then you find the beginning. And this is accomplished through Christ, in whom the life of the Father dwells. And so you must find Christ you must find Christ because Christ is the door. Christ is the door. Didn't Christ say, None can come to me unless my Father draw him? And he also said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So you must find Christ. Or he finds you. Now, the other thing that's important to see is that everything begins, everything good begins with God. Remember, in the it says in the Bible, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and he made light, and he made everything else, and he made human beings, and he gave us a soul. And now, this soul needs to have life. And the soul must find God. See, we're children of God. We are children of God, and so we must find God, so that he can be our father. Well, what can you do? What can you do to find God? About the only thing you can do is yearn. Yearn for something good and something pure and something noble. 
and then God will answer, and then he will give you light. And with that light, you will begin to see and to realize and to understand. And with understanding, you'll be able to forgive other people. See, now you're all entangled with the world. You are caught up with the world, undoubtedly, if you're like most people, unless you're on the path to salvation. If you're on the path of salvation, then you're in the process of being perfected. Being perfected means becoming a new person with God's light in you and being changed from what you were to what you will someday be. It's a long process. It's a long process. And it's a wonderful adventure. And so the way to begin is simply by yearning, which some of you have. Some of you who listen to this program, that's how it's already begun for you. It's already begun. There's nothing for you to do other than just be, and God will draw you unto himself. It's very beautiful. You see, the, the people who wish to tempt you away from God, see, how can they be your God? See, they, they want your homage. They want your obedience. They want your service. They want your worship, your admiration. They want to, to be your God and to tell you what to do and where to go and what to eat, see, and what to drink and what to study and what to be, don't they? And they have all these different plans, diet plans and health plans and goals and life, life plans, and they have it all mapped out. That's what they want you to do. And when you fall away from your creator, when you fall away from his life, then you don't have life. So you go out in the world looking for life. And they offer you a false life, a false life of excitement. And when you fall away from the creator, you fall away from his, from intuition, from understanding through intuition and insight and realization. And so then you need knowledge. And they spoon feed you knowledge. They make you sit in dusty classrooms for years or decades and they spoon feed you until you become totally dependent upon them for everything. And then what do they do? Do they give you life? No, they give you excitement, but they take your life. Every time you become excited and aroused in their presence, they take your life. From him there came into being a perfect life. And this perfect life became light unto all men. And this light out of darkness caused light, and darkness did not overcome. See, but here's the thing. Just hearing about religion hearing about God, hearing about Jesus, it's not enough. You have to experience Him in your innermost being. And what's blocking you right now from experiencing Him is undoubtedly resentment and being lost in your thoughts, lost in your daydreams, and lost in your worries and doubts and fears. And so you have to learn how to stand back from those so you can get clear of them, okay? It's like coming up out of 
being under the ocean, coming up to the surface, and there's the blue sky and the puffy clouds, and you take a wonderful, deep breath of fresh air. That's what you need to do to come out of those daydreams that become nightmares. Rise above them and then find reality, the blue sky and the puffy clouds and where the birds are singing. And that's why I've made a little meditation, too. I've made a little meditation that has been very, very helpful to some people. It's been very helpful to me. And I think uh, could be just what, what you need if you really and truly want to get better, okay, and find out the purpose for your existence and find out just where you've been going wrong and what's been blocking you from finding all the good things that life can hold. Welcome back to Shedding Shackles. Shedding Shackles is supported by contributions from listeners like you. To view our many free resources and make a contribution, visit SheddingShackles.com. Thanks, Jeremiah. Yes, we do have a lot of resources. I have, I have almost a thousand YouTube video lectures. They're very good and they're getting better. Jeremiah is a producer of this program. And I hope you enjoy the beautiful music that accompanies the program that he has uh, graciously provided for us. So now are you beginning to understand? Are you beginning to see that Christ said, of myself I can do nothing? Can you see that there's nothing you can do? How can, how can you give yourself God's life? You can't. You can't, but he can give life to you. He can give you his life and his light and his warmth and his approval because he is very gracious, very patient and very gracious. But if you try to make it happen, if you try to give, see, you can't give it to yourself. You have to just yearn for something good. Yearn for something pure. Don't, don't put a name on it. Don't put an image. God said you are not to make graven images. Don't form an image. Just yearn. And God will answer. In due time, he will answer. In his time, not your time, his time. That's why you mustn't be impatient. Don't try to make anything happen. And so, I have to say that there is great wisdom in the Zen, um, the little Zen story about the Zen master. And the student, the novice student, came to the Zen master and said, what shall I do to find enlightenment? And the Zen master said, did you eat? And the student said, yes. The Zen master said, then wash the dishes. Do you understand the meaning? It means, it doesn't mean that washing the dishes in itself will bring enlightenment, nor does it mean that you can find uh, some kind of spirituality in doing simple things. See, some people find a false spirit. Do, do did you understand when I, when I said that there is the bios, the creature comfort life, and there is sushi? The ego life, that's what you have now. 
you have bios and you have Suchet. Okay? But you can do all you want with bios and Suchet. And the life from God has to come as a gift from him. It's God's life. God gives you his life, his eternal life. And how does it begin? It begins when he gives you a little bit of light and you begin to know. You begin to understand. You begin to realize. You see? So it's very simple. So just let your hair down and be a regular person. But there are some things you'll have to give up. Well, yes, there is something there is something you can do. You can you can give things up. We somehow think that we're we're going to find God's life or eternal life. We think we find it by grabbing for things. More study, more books, more Bible verses, more singing, more good deeds for others, more this, more that. No. No. It's in giving things up. And what do you give up? You give up hate. You give up resentment. You give up judgment. Let them go. That grudge against your dad, let it go. Against your mom, against your brother, let it go. That judgment against your neighbor, your contempt for men, Did you know that my most popular book is The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage, a spiritual and practical look at relationships. My favorite chapter is How to Forgive and Forget, The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage. Check it out at Amazon.com or SheddingShackles.com. For over 25 years, Roland Trujillo has been helping people shed the shackles of unhappy memories, consisting of upset, hurt feelings, and negative emotions that bind them to the past. Over the years, many people have listened to and benefited from Roland's positive message. Perhaps you, too, can discover the secret to becoming free from the past and moving forward to live a new life of joy and purpose. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Christ said, seek, and you will find. So you can yearn, and you can seek. And when you yearn, that's a proper use of your, and when you yearn, that's a proper use of your sushi, of your ego life, yearning for something good and pure. And when you give up your judgment and resentment toward others, that's also a proper use of your sushi. And when you seek, when you seek, that's a proper use of your bios, of your, of your mind and of your body. Seek. See, there are people like me who are always searching for something, searching for answers to life's questions. 
always been searching ever since I was a kid. Even when I was in high school, I was already interested in psychology and sociology and literature. And I was just always searching, searching, searching my whole life. Sure. When I was a kid, I played with marbles. And then when I was in high school, I was interested in, you know, um, what was I interested in? Radio and electronics and, you know, the usual stuff. And then I liked sports and I watched sports and I was interested in sports. And, you know, I lifted weights and, you know, I did all the things that people do. But, you know, I always had a little something in me that was searching. Well, and then I found. So Christ said, seek and you will find. Now, all your life, you may have been searching. See, you don't even know. See, some people don't search. They're not searching for anything. All they're searching for is pleasure. They're searching for glory for themselves. They're searching for other people to worship them and admire them. They're searching for revenge. They're searching to get even. They're searching to prove to others something. See? Or they're searching for ways to hang on to what they, to the things that they have, to their stuff. See? Or they're searching for more stuff. Well, yeah. But some of us, yeah, we search for stuff too, and we search to get, we foolishly, yes, we do, we foolishly search to prove something to other people and all that. Yeah, we do. But deep in our hearts, there burns this desire for something. And so, desiring God, wasn't, didn't somebody write a book about like that, or that was the title of a, something? Well, Yearning for God. That's a, Maybe that's a better way. Not even yearning so much for Him. It is yearning for Him, but you don't realize it. All, you're, all you know is that you're looking for something good and pure and sweet and noble. See? And that's why you love innocence. Maybe you love animals. You love your pet. Because they're innocent. They're not filled with hate. And they're not filled with guile and deceitfulness and cunning and viciousness and pressure and so you love little children too you love children because they're innocent see and you cherish that and honor it then blessed are you there's something in you that's without your realizing it that's yearning for god and he he put it there that's right so you're one of his even though you appear to be an ugly duckling. Maybe you have not liked injustice. You became angry when you saw injustice. Uh, but the problem is that you became resentful. And your resentment and your anger made you feel guilty. Now all you must do is let go of the resentment. Don't hate people anymore. Realize they haven't found it. They haven't found eternal life. So don't hate them. Have compassion on them. Don't feel sorry for them either. Just let them go about their business. You go about your business. Let your hair down and be a mom or dad or a student or whatever you are. And keep searching and yearning.
Do you have a question or comment? Email us at sheddingshackles at yahoo.com. That's sheddingshackles at yahoo.com. I hope you've enjoyed today's program. I've certainly enjoyed making it. There's a lot of food for thought here. Not so much food for thought, but food for an awakening. To begin to realize, to begin to understand, and to renew your search. And I have to give you a couple of hints now. A couple of hints to help you. Remember I said that you have to give something up. You cannot try to be God and know God at the same time. That we try to be God when we judge other people. Yes, when we judge them and condemn them. Judgment is mine, saith the Lord. If you judge and condemn others, then you're playing God. And the only way you will know of the real God is by way of guilt and conflict. And so you have to let go of judgment and resentment. And the most important one of all is to let go of judgment and resentment toward your father. So here's a hint. Resentment of your father, hatred of your father, a grudge against your dad, blocks you from finding your heavenly father. When you hate your earthly father, or you have a grudge against your earthly father, it blocks you from finding your heavenly father. So, admittedly, dads have failed. All dads have failed their wife and their kids in some ways. See, father is supposed to represent God until the child is old enough to then willingly transfer his or her allegiance to the heavenly father, transfer it from the good in the father to the heavenly father. But if there's no good in the father, or if it's just human good but not divine good, then uh, the child is tempted to resent the father because he failed, failed to help the child to find true life and true purpose, you see? And the resentment then compounds itself because you somehow sense your dad failed you and you resent him for that. Then you resent yourself and you see your own failing and you resent him. You know somehow he was involved. So now you must forgive him. He never found it. If he was a good dad, then respect and honor what is good in him. If he's not good, then don't hate him. Got it? All right. Then you'll be on your way to eternal life, to finding your heavenly Father. If you're listening to this program in Kansas City, Missouri, or Indianapolis, Indiana, tune in again every Saturday evening at the same time to hear this program. Until next time, Lord willing, and a Greek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is sheddingshackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. Thank you.